0: Just a note before you dig into this week's episode, I want to let you know that I recorded this before all of the COVID 19 stuff. And while this might feel like you're listening to a time capsule, the world was extraordinarily different just a few weeks back. I still want to share it with you because it captures a moment in my life that I think will be helpful for you, especially if you're somebody who is considering living abroad, or maybe you're just curious about what it's like to live a bit of a different lifestyle than kind of our typical American way or whatever country you're in way. And so for that reason, I'm going ahead and sharing this with you, even though in some ways it feels just completely foreign to the world that we're in today. And along those lines, I wanted to give you a bit of an update about me And kind of what's going on with us. As you are probably aware, we live in Portugal, which is an interesting thing right now because we are away from home. We're away from family. We're away from friends. And being away is normally a little hard because we miss our people. But it is extraordinarily hard when you're away from people you love. And especially in my case. My parents are in Boise. My sister is in Ohio with her family. And being away from them right now is is really difficult. And also just kind of having some uncertainty about when we'll get to see them again, when travel will open up. But on the same note, I'm so, so grateful to be here in this place that is very calm and peaceful and we feel like the government so far has done a really good job of responding to all of the things that are happening. We have a nice big home, we have a backyard, Um, the beach is currently closed but it will reopen again, and we've got lots of trails everywhere. So while we're at this moment, ordered to stay home, soon we'll be able to leave and even before then we have a great place to spend our days. It reminds me of the importance of really thinking about the place that you choose to live if you do want to live abroad, because as much as we loved Thailand and it always will have such a special place in my heart and my family's hearts, I wouldn't really want to be there right now, partially because um, it was so hot. We couldn't really open our doors and windows because of the mosquitoes. We couldn't really spend much time outdoors on walks or even just in the in the yard. And I'm really grateful just to have nice weather here and to be able to soak up some sunshine without getting overheated. <laughs> um, and to just feel like we're in a country that is democratic. Um, that's not a statement about Thailand. It's just a general statement about every country, having comfort in the government of the place that you're in is really a good thing right now. Overall, I'm feeling very peaceful and relatively upbeat even considering all the things that are going on and really looking forward to things getting back to normal. But in the meantime, I am really going to use this time and space that I have to slow down Really, to create content for you, I am going to do my very best to show up every single week for you in some way. That is a mix of this podcast, and my blog, you know, writing is my first love, and so that's an important place for me to show up for you, and also my email list. If you aren't on my list, please go join because that's the way. I get to share things with you that are going on, like some of the free trainings I am putting together, the resources I offer, and some other really cool stuff that I have planned. You can join my list by going to stacyennis.com slash join my list. That's stacyennis, S-T-A-C-Y-E-N-N-I-S dot com slash join my list. And with that, let's dig in to this week's episode. Welcome to The Stacey Ennis Show, a podcast about writing, solopreneurship, travel, and really about living the life you want. I am your host, Stacey Ennis, coming to you from the incredible country of Portugal, and today, I want to talk to you about that country, about Portugal. A lot of people have asked me why we picked Portugal out of all of the countries in the wide, wide world. Why here? Why this exact spot on the globe? Well, I'm not actually going to talk about the why today. Maybe we can talk about that on another episode. But I want to explain to you a bit about what it's like to be here. Now, I'll give you a, a hint of the backstory. We lived in Thailand before. We were living on an island in Phuket in southern Thailand. And I personally love Thailand. I think it's an amazing country. It's a place I am confident I will go back many, many more times in my life. But when you have young children, it's a very different experience living in a developing country like Thailand than when you're, say, a, a childless couple. And so for us, the experience of living in Thailand, while we love the country, we love the people, definitely, it was really hard. We ended up wanting to find a place that was essentially the exact opposite. We didn't want tropical. We, we wanted something that was a little more familiar to us, but still felt exotic Whereas Thailand is, is very exotic for us, you know, us Westerners, us Americans. So we landed on Portugal and there were a ton of reasons behind this particular country. But that's the gist of why we ended up here. And we are loving Portugal. We really are. No country, however, comes without its challenges. And certainly there have been some here. But for us... The challenges have felt very small in comparison to some of the things that that we struggled with when we were in Thailand. We've been here for about six months now. We're in southern Portugal in the Algarve, which is just an incredible region of the country. And I thought today I could share with you some of the ups and downs of running a location-independent business from Portugal. So what I'm not going to do today is I'm not going to detail what I think are the good things and the bad things about Portugal. Number one, I haven't been here that long to speak with any sense of authority on the subject. And number two... I can only really share with you from my experience what works for me in particular. So what I'm going to do is I am going to walk you through first the downs, the things that have been difficult, and then the ups so that we can end on a light note. So let's start with the downs. All right. Number one, most difficult thing for me has been travel. Now it's much, much easier than Thailand. Let me tell you that Thailand What a haul. I had one trip where just on the way back, it took me 48 hours. So I'm not complaining about the length of travel in comparison to Thailand, but certainly it's still a really difficult trip. I have already had a couple of trips where I had to travel to Lisbon by train and then stay overnight and then take a flight the next day. And then I still had 18 hours of travel. And that's just hard on anybody. And it's especially hard when you're like me and you have to travel, you know, every month, every six weeks or so. If you travel a lot, if you have to go back to America a lot, if you're not traveling just kind of within Europe, this could be a really challenging thing about living in Portugal. Not so much in Lisbon, but certainly living in one of the smaller areas in Portugal, whether central Portugal or in southern Portugal. For me, a down of the Algarve has also been the kind of missing the activity of a city. I am a city girl. I love the city. I love the activity. I love the cafes. I love the people. I love the energy of a city. I love the activities that are going on, you know, entrepreneurial meetups, um, just kind of different things that are happening in a city that just don't happen in more of a rural community. So I do really miss that another real challenge for me especially as a location independent worker as somebody who really really heavily relies on the internet to to make a living has been the lack of reliable internet oh my goodness that has been such a huge challenge so where we live currently fiber is not accessible everywhere it is across the street from our neighborhood, um, and it's in most of the city we're in. We're in a city, so we're not you know, out on a farm or anything. We're actually really right in a city, but the only unlimited internet we can get is too slow to have video conference calls. So we have to buy a box which has a certain amount of internet that runs out. It just, like that, stops working. And then we have to have these backup cards that we put into the modem to get new internet. I mean, it's, it's like living in the early aughts. It's wild. <laughs> so that has been a serious, serious challenge. There is promise that it's going to get better. And I am really having faith that it will because it's very difficult for me to not to actually have to think about how much internet I have left. And then also to not have that kind of freedom of flexibility to use as much or as little internet as I need, it's just a very strange experience for me. So that's been really, really challenging. It's not true in all of Portugal by any stretch. Um, Certainly if you live in Lisbon or Porto, you're more likely to have access to good internet, fast internet, and unlimited internet, but just not where we are. Okay. Next is bureaucracy. Now, this is truly a challenge in any country, certainly in the U.S., of course. But if you're an American person living in America, the level of bureaucracy that you have to deal with is relatively minimal, and a lot of it's online, or you can talk to somebody in English who can help you with it. Here, it's been pretty challenging to deal with just kind of all the layers of bureaucracy, For example, yesterday, I went, I had to go change my address at the government office for foreigners. It took three months to get an appointment to be able to go do that. That appointment had to be made online, and I couldn't figure out how to do it despite all of my attempts. It was in Portuguese, and the Google Translate wasn't working very well. Couldn't get through on the phone. My lawyer had to make the appointment for me. I go down, I make the address change, I do it. it, it all works out, but it was very stressful getting prepared for it, I had to bring a bunch of paperwork, and then I find out that I not only have to change my address with all this paperwork at that office, I also have to go to the tax office and get that changed separately, and then there's this other kind of step that we have to do with my taxes, yada, 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 it's just a lot of stuff. I highly recommend if you are considering Portugal or any country to hire a relocation company to help you. Yeah, I did that part of it by myself changing my address because I felt like I could I could handle that. It was pretty simple. But a lot of the higher level items that need done around here, it's really, really smart to get a professional to help you. There is a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of paperwork, just a lot of things that you have to think about. And honestly, it can be a bit stressful at times, and that is a definite down for me. Another down for us, but might not be down for you, has been cost of living. We are from Idaho. Idaho is a very low cost of living area. Even Boise, the biggest city, is is relatively inexpensive. And um, also, coming from Thailand, where it was really cheap. We have been disappointed a bit at the cost of living here. It's been a lot more expensive than we were expecting. Just as an example, last month we spent about $300 in gas compared to about $120 in the U.S. And yeah, we are driving a bit more here. That's actually one of the downs here that I would add is that we drive way more than we'd like. Um, But also part of the problem is that sales tax is 13 to 23% depending on what item you're buying. And so you'll go to buy maybe a technology item or a dryer, something like that. And the price says it's 499 euro. And by the time you leave, they've added on 23% sales tax. And it just really increases the cost of everything around here. And it makes it really difficult to even budget because you kind of forget as a new person that all of the stuff that you're budgeting for, then suddenly you have to add 13 to 23%. That's a huge jump. So that has been a a bit disappointing for us in just our expectations coming in. Now, I will say uh, just to counter that our healthcare is so much cheaper, so much cheaper. And so it's funny because you know, every place you go, there are things that balance out other things. We were paying, um, our, our health insurance in the U S for our family was about $1,200 a month for really bad coverage. It was not good coverage. And here we pay, if I'm doing my translation in uh, euros to dollars, less than $300 a month for excellent health coverage with better quality healthcare. So It feels like it's kind of a wash. I'm still getting used to all the different expenses and comparing our cost of living, and I'll have a better view of that later. But I will say that some things have been a lot more expensive than we were anticipating. All right. Next, for you solopreneurs, location-independent workers, time zone can be very difficult to coordinate with. Um, Pacific time zones and mountain time zones. It's a little easier once you get into central and eastern time zones, not too bad. But there's an eight hour time difference between Lisbon time zone and Pacific time zone, seven hours to mountain time zone. That can make it tricky if the person that you're talking with can't do morning calls or they're not willing to start at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning with a phone call That can be really difficult, and it's especially difficult when you're talking to a new client. Sometimes new clients expect you to be instantly available to them or to be available whenever they need you, and I get that. I've been on the other side of that plenty of times, and I do expect that the person trying to win my business is going to make themselves available to me, so I understand that, but it's difficult when you're trying to set professional boundaries to get off at 5 o'clock you know, to be home for dinner or whatever it is you want to do in the evening, that can be challenging with those time zones. All right, two more downs and then we're going to talk some ups. One down for me is being away from my personal and my professional community. This is true no matter where I am in the world, but I'm feeling it, I think maybe a little more here because there's less of a population down here. It's less populated. I don't see as many people in a day-to-day kind of going about my day, walking around town kind of thing. And I, I am missing that sense of community. It's a slow build. Anywhere you move, it takes time to make friends. It takes time to develop relationships with people and to feel like you have a community. That's in progress, so maybe I shouldn't put it in the downs column. It has been something that's been a little bit of a struggle both in Thailand and here, but it's something that I'm actively working toward. I will say in both Thailand and here, there aren't that many Americans. And I don't really want to hang out with only Americans. I like having friends from all over the world and and getting to know their different life experiences. But it is kind of nice sometimes to have some friends who get your traditions, who want to celebrate Thanksgiving with you, who, you know, really understand those American qualities, and I am missing that a bit here. The last down is that Portuguese as a language, oh my gosh, it is so hard to understand and so hard to learn. It's a beautiful language, Uh, but compared to Spanish, which I feel is a pretty easy-ish language to learn, and I do speak Spanish, not, not well, but I do speak it. It's been a little, uh, a little bit of a slow go for me with Portuguese. I know bom dia. I know boa tarde, uh, boa noite. (laughs) That's good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. I know some basics. I know some foods, but sentence structure. No, nothing yet. It is definitely an area I want to focus on. So maybe in the future, I'll have that as an up because I speak Portuguese. That will be the goal. All right, enough, enough of the downs. Let's talk ups. I said time zone was a down, but actually there's some things that are really great about the time zone. I love the fact that most of my emails come in when I'm sleeping. I don't have to worry about getting back instantly to people because they know that I'm in a different time zone and I won't check my email until the next day. And if you're like me and you are a mama bear when it comes to your creative time in the morning, I fiercely protect that time. It is so important to me to have a solid chunk of at least two to three hours every morning uninterrupted, get in some exercise, all of those things to me, Make me who I am, make me good at what I do. And so, because most of my clients are American in America, I can schedule most of their calls in the afternoon. I do have a couple of clients actually on different continents. And so, that does make it a little tricky, but that would be the case anywhere in the world. I like that I can schedule my calls in the afternoon. Part of me doesn't mind so much that I have to take late calls sometimes. Because of that freedom and flexibility it gives me during the day. All right, let's talk lifestyle. This is probably one of my very favorite things about living in Portugal, and especially in southern Portugal. Fitness, healthy food, access to nature, the two-hour period in the middle of the day when everybody just chills out and eats lunch. I mean, amazing. There is value placed on health and wellness here that I don't see in other parts of the world. I think it's maybe a European thing. I don't know, but I like it. I will say too, it's so much easier to be a vegetarian here than it ever was in Thailand. Wow, I struggled there. It was really, really hard to find protein, to find healthy food that I could eat. As a vegetarian, I ended up eating a lot of fried rice. That was kind of my go-to vegetable fried rice with egg. And here I have just a, a lot of options, and I love the food here. Olive oil, bread, wine, cheese. It is amazing. Next is the beauty. The Portuguese landscape is unlike anything I have ever seen in my life. I have been all over the world, I have lived on a few different continents now, and wow, there is not much I can compare to the dramatic, breathtaking landscape of Portugal. The cliffs, the ocean, the rolling hills, it's just, it's beautiful, it's absolutely stunning. That I've, I realized actually improves my quality of life. Having beauty around me all the time, whether I'm riding my bike or dropping my daughter off at school, um, I mean on the drive home from dropping her off, I have the most amazing view. These, these incredible cliffs and this beautiful little Portuguese village, the sand, the water, I mean it's just incredible. And I don't take that for granted. I don't think I'll ever exactly get used to it. It's something every single day when I go outside, I look around and and just kind of catch myself in awe. Next is not quite as fun, but equally important, I think, which is an up related to taxes. Now, I complained a little bit already about taxes. I will acknowledge that I uh, I, I have not enjoyed the bureaucracy of a lot of things here, but once you get all your ducks in a row and you work with the right professionals and you get everything filed, there are some extraordinary tax benefits to living in Portugal. So if you're like me and you have either an LLC or an S Corp, you can take advantage of some really great tax strategies here I am filing for 2020 bona fide residency, which is different than the foreign earned income exclusion. You should look those up if you haven't heard of them. They're they're really important to know about. Bona fide residency allows you to file a certain tax designation. That's probably the wrong word, but roughly a tax designation that um, allows a certain amount of your income to be essentially tax free. Up to $106,000 last year for 2019, it was $105,900, that is probably going to go up a little bit in 2020. There are a lot of things you should know about this, and I am not going to even scratch the surface of all the things that you should research about these tax strategies, but be sure to look them up if you are making a move or considering making a move to Portugal or any other country. Now Portugal is especially interesting for those of us who are looking to maximize our tax I guess our minimize <laughs> minimize our taxes because they have a tax free designation for up to 10 years. Not everybody qualifies, but if you are in certain industries and you meet certain requirements, you can file under non habitual resident tax status. Again, look it up. I'm not going to talk about all the details here, but if you think you might qualify or you think it might be something you're interested in, I highly recommend looking into these tax options um, because for us, it's going to make a huge difference. Okay. Taxes. Now let's talk about safety and health. Portugal is an incredibly safe country. Now compare that to some of the other places we've lived in the world, Um, Dominican Republic for sure, and even Vietnam and Thailand, which are safe in relation to violent crime typically, but when it comes to road deaths and some other really serious issues, um, human trafficking, things like that, they really weren't that safe. Portugal is always ranked really high on the World Health Report for safety and also for health. And the healthcare here is very good, certainly comparable if not better to the US healthcare system and definitely a ton cheaper. I feel really safe walking around by myself. I feel safe riding my bike. The only thing that I get nervous about is animals, you know, when I'm out in the foothills by myself running or riding my bike on the trails. But on a day-to-day basis, I feel just really, really, really safe here. Now, I mentioned the animals because in, in Thailand, animals were a huge concern. There was rabies found close to our house when we lived there. Our home was at one point infested with bats when we was actually when we moved in we didn't know there were cobras caught within a mile or so of our house so that was a huge concern to us in Thailand those kind of dangers are not something that I worry about as much here the only thing that I'm vigilant about at the moment is there's this poisonous caterpillar And I know my son, he's going to see a caterpillar and try to pick it up. And apparently they're really bad. So, (laughs) you know, I'll take a caterpillar over a rabid dog. Next is another lifestyle piece and something that's really important to me. In the particular area I live, I am able to bike to most of my errands, whether I need to get an office supply or I need to go to the bank or I need to go to the post office. It's actually faster for me to go on my bike. Takes me five to ten minutes rather than having to drive everywhere. We did not have this in Thailand, and we didn't even have it where we lived outside of Boise. So I am really appreciating the fact that I can ride my bike, I can be outside, I can be active, and also I'm not impacting the environment. Another up is that we have access to most everything we need. We can either find it at the store or we can order it especially access to food that we like, ingredients that we're used to. That's way more important than we realized moving from Idaho to Thailand. It's hard when you have kids and you can't find basic things that they like to eat or ingredients that you're used to cooking with, and we don't have that problem here. Most everything is accessible or we can order it online There is not Amazon here, which has been a challenge, to put it mildly, but there is talk of Amazon coming to Portugal. So when that comes, it will be almost perfect. Two more to go in the ups. This one is really important, and that's the fact that this place for me is creatively stimulating. I really feel creatively centered here if I'm feeling kind of ho-hum or, or whatever during the day, I can simply go take a walk on the cobblestones right outside our house and feel like I'm in this other place and feel um, this kind of connection to a different part of the world. the The town center where we live is so charming. There's all kinds of little cafes everywhere. There is just so much culture and so much beauty and ancient things. And there's there's just a lot that I really, really like about Portugal. And I feel like it gives me um, energy as a creative person. I don't feel drained. Now, I couldn't say that about Thailand. When I went on a walk in Thailand, it was so hot. I would get home, I would be sweating and tired. And here I can go on a walk and I feel refreshed the air is clean, um, and I just, I love it. I feel like it is a great place for anybody who needs to create, whether you're an artist or a writer or whatever it is that you do. Lastly is the culture. I really like Portuguese culture. It's very, very different from Thailand. In Thailand, we would go to a restaurant and... The, the server would come over and pick up our kids and take them back into the kitchen. I mean, it was, it happened all the time. Uh, and it's a very open culture and it's a very warm and friendly and touchy culture in Thailand. And that's not the case here. Portuguese as a whole, this is a, a broad generalization, so be patient with me. But Portuguese people are not generally super friendly. But They are kind, and they are helpful, and they are patient. Now, of course, I am making a blanket statement about Portuguese people. (laughs) I don't want to presume that everybody's like that, but I have found that in most of my daily interactions, whether I'm at the government office like I was yesterday, or I'm at the grocery store or the post office, it does take a minute or two or maybe a half a minute to get kind of past the niceties, and then I find that... Portuguese people are are really warm and they really do want us here. I feel wanted here. I didn't always feel that in Thailand. I feel like people are welcoming. They want to get to know us. And that's a really, really nice feeling. Okay, so that's my list of downs and ups. I will say as just a kind of final note that No country is perfect. Certainly America, where I'm from, the United States, is not perfect. The Dominican Republic, where we used to live, is not perfect. Vietnam, where we also lived, is not perfect. Neither is Thailand, and certainly neither is Portugal. No country is perfect. But we love Portugal. We really love it here, and we see this as a place that we hope to stay for a while. We hope to make this our home for a little while, at least for a few years. If you've been to Portugal and want to share your experience, or you want to share about your own country of residence, please drop me a note, get in touch with me. You can find me at stacyennis.com, that's S T A C Y E N N I S.com, or write me at hello at stacyennis.com, and I'm on Instagram at stacyennis. If you haven't done so yet, please be sure to subscribe. It really helps out the show. And if you're so inclined, leave me a five-star review on iTunes or whatever app you're using right now. This podcast is produced by me, Stacey Ennis. Special thanks this week to Daniel Alexander for editing and Catherine Fishman for project support. Thank you for joining me this week. I will be back in your ears before you know it. This podcast is about writing, but I also love reading. So if you're like me and you love to read, I suggest you check out my latest co-authored book with Ron Price called Growing Influence. Growing Influence tells the story of a young woman named Emily And her conversations with her mentor, David, he's a retired CEO of a global company, and through their coffee shop chats, Emily learns leadership principles that help fuel her not only in her work, but also in her life. You can find Growing Influence by Stacey Ennis and Ron Price anywhere books are sold, and certainly on Amazon and Barnes & Noble.